welcome to Dear Sparrows Podcast. So today is kind of a cool day. We're wrapping up uh, Proverbs 31. We're going to be talking about what we're moving into in the next season, which is cool. We're going to switch things up a little bit, have some cool interviews coming up. Um, first, I want to thank everybody who came out um, for the speaking events at Redemption Books. We had such such a really beautiful night. It was amazing to see how the Lord just really showed up and just the openness of people, um, talked about the Lord and just so much fellowship. And that was really cool. It was neat to see, um, an environment that wasn't necessarily church, but in which the church interacted and really just seeing people feel excited and challenged and open to sharing about what the Lord had been doing in their lives or, um, something that they were, they were inquisitive about and, just digging deeper, it was really humbling to see the amount of people who who needed that message and just that reminder. And so glory to God. It was cool for me personally uh, just to see the Lord show up and really, you know, give him that stage. So I'm very humbled and very thankful for that opportunity for sure. Thank you for everybody who came out. We had such a successful event. So I'm happy about that. So today we are talking about, we're going to wrap up our Proverbs 31. That was kind of our summer series. We're wrapping it up. We're going to be moving into the fall, which I don't know about you guys, but man, fall is my favorite season. So I'm looking forward to doing some really rad podcasts around that. And we're going to have some other lifestyle and aspect shifts. We're going to have some cool interviews with some really God-written love story couples, which I'm super excited about, and all kinds of things. So... Today we are digging in to verses 24 to the very end of Proverbs 31. So I'll read them first. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with, <laughs> she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household, and nothing... And suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. So that's a lot. We're going to kind of go through everything, dig in deeper in certain places, and yeah. So the first verse in that, she makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. So I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought about was, and you guys are probably laughing at this, I thought about selling stuff on Poshmark or Etsy or all those things. Cause I, so I sew, um, I make a lot of my own clothes, which I know sounds really little house on the prairie or like Maria Von Trapp. And you know what it is. No, you get to make some cool things. You know, I, I made a, skirt out the curtains once and I'm gonna wear that and sing in the Alps one day that's a goal but uh, I also thought about selling things on Poshmark and there's something kind of like a a blessing of all of that too because I I've got okay so I've gone through times where they will have these huge huge warehouse sales for this company called J Crew Madewell and they haven't done one in a couple of in over a year but a few years ago, I was working, it's my first year teaching, and I was not making as much as I made at my previous job. So I used to work for Apple. I worked for Apple for two years outside of school, and I've been teaching for the past three years. And so the first year, the Lord you know, called me into working for the school, and 
Uh, I knew it was God. I knew he wanted me to do it. He aligned all the stars and everything, but I was making about half of what I was making at Apple. And so things were a little tighter and they had a J. Crew warehouse. Well, I kind of got this bug and it was, you could just, you could buy stuff and you could sell it on Poshmark. So all of the things at these warehouse sales, and this is not an advertisement for their warehouse sale because they certainly don't pay me, but they have clothes that either went on clearance or they are there for some reason that I'm not sure why. But nevertheless, they have brand new jeans that cost $158 in the store and they sell them for 15 bucks. So I bought a lot. I had inventory. I had my own little store in my room. And well, I have the side room in my closet. And so I had this little store in there and I was selling things and on Poshmark. And it was really great because the Lord was allowing me to make a profit so I could like keep my car for the month. Um, but there was a few people that they would literally comment and say, I have been looking for this skirt for a really long time and they don't have it anywhere on the internet. And, and most of the packages I sent were places where they don't have these stores. And I was kind of looking at that, and not to totally wrap this around, that that's some um, over-the-top Proverbs 31 virtue to sell stuff online. But looking at how the Lord actually let you have an opportunity to bless somebody else unexpectedly. And then he blessed you because you were able to make a little bit of a profit. And that was really cool. And I think that's kind of, even though that's, that's a stretch, I think that's the purpose of this part where, you know, in whatever business you're doing. So if you're not selling things on Poshmark like me, but whatever business you're doing and whatever means the Lord is using you or allowing you to make money, right, to live, he's, he's going to bless you and he's going to allow you to bless other people. And so there's that exchange of you get to bless other people and he is in turn blessing you. And I think there's something beautiful about that. So whatever position or job that you may be working in, whether it's not sales and it's something else, there's these occurrences that happen, um, you know, where you are working with other people and, and something beautiful and a cool way it gets to happen. And you feel that fulfillment and you're like, wow, thank you, God, that I got to have that opportunity to be part of this. Thank you that I was able to provide this thing to bring someone else joy. And you helped me in turn to just continue to get to have money for life. You know, and I think there's something beautiful about that. And that really powerfully comes and sweeps into our next part where it's, she's clothed with strength and strength and dignity. So thinking about that, okay, so what, what do we wear? What is the first thing someone's going to notice about you? A lot of studies are going to say, oh, your smile, you're this, you're that. Actually, I read a study that the first thing someone notices about you, if they have a full like view, is actually your shoes. So it's something that's going to be worn on the external. What we wear on the external shows who we are on the internal, right? So if you're wearing something that is, you know, super flashy or over the top, that's going to have a good indicator of, of who you are, right? So you think about this, she's clothed with strength and dignity. So you're putting on the strength and you're putting on that integrity and that dignity. And, and that comes off you, comes off you more than whatever, you know, flashy puff coat you're wearing or anything like that, that is going to show other people this, this is who this woman is before she's even opening her mouth to speak. And People can sense that off of you. It's just kind of like an aura spirit thing. 
And I think there's just a beauty about that, you know? And I think I think that's true for just about anyone. I was in Italy uh, last month and I was so blessed to be there, but I got to go to Assisi and I'm going to have a whole podcast on St. Francis sometime soon because, man, I was blown away. I had no clue how cool this guy was because I wasn't, I wasn't raised Catholic or anything. So you don't really learn about the saints for the most part. But this guy... Apparently, one of the stories about him was he had such a demeanor of peace and of kindness and just that came off of him and who he was and how he carried himself that literally wolves, this is, this is the story that was told to me, wolves would just sit and they would lay down. They did not see him as a threat. And so animals would come to him because they felt safe and they felt that peace. And that's what came off of him. He was like the original Disney princess. Animals would just come to him. And I just want a really heavy dose of that. I've had chipmunks sit on my lap and eat M&Ms, but, you know, but clothed in strength and dignity. And so that does not have to just be for women. That can be for men as well. And so you're wearing that and you're portraying that outwardly. And so how do we, how do we obtain that? You can't just go and, you know, go to Target and buy, I'm going to put on this strength shirt. Thank you. No, it's, it's honestly, it's a heart posture and it's a heart mindset with the Holy Spirit. And so it's saying, Lord, help me to become the person that you dreamed I would be. What was your daydream of who I would be? And help me to become that person and help me to be that person that, you, that you're living in me and help me to outwardly be that person to other people so that I can be a good ambassador and representation of you. So this next line, I've seen this on so many coffee mugs, and it's, she laughs without fear of the future. So actually, this is what I really love. If you read the interlinear, so the interlinear is the direct translation from the original text into direct translation um, in English. And so it kind of sounds like Yoda at times because it's not, because it's directly translated, but there's so much more of a richness from it. And so the interlinear says, she rejoices in the future to come. So the word laugh and the word rejoice, they are synonyms on their own. And I'm going to get English teacher right now. They are synonyms on their own. They can stand alone. And yes, they can mean pretty much the same thing, laughter and rejoicing. But when you put it in this context that she is rejoicing without fear of the future. So she's not scoffing. She's not like, ha, 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 take that future because I don't know about you guys, but I am... I'm not laughing at the future, but I will rejoice that I know that no matter what comes or whatever happens, Romans 8 is going to stand true, that ultimately all things are going to work together for his glory and actually my benefit. And what a blessing of that, right? And so there's something so much more powerful about rejoicing in the future to come. And I just, oh, I just want that like tattooed on me and tattooed on my heart truly that I rejoice in the future to come. Not laughing, not scoffing, not ha, 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 ha. I'm John Mulaney-ing there. But, but rejoicing that whatever happens in the future, the Lord is there. And I can stand firm on that. And so we go to verse 26. When she speaks, her words are wise. And she gives instruction with kindness. That is a big thing. Our words hold power. And there's, there's heart and there's truth. And um, the words that we choose to give to other people they wear them on their skin. Uh, if you've given up lifting worm, that's going to, uh, even at times, that's going to be tattooed on their heart, right? 
If you give something that is not kind, that is going to be a dagger. And that's going to be kind of a soul wound. And so I think it is imperative on our parts as Christians to really make sure that when we do speak, the things we speak are wise and that they are given in kindness, uh, mostly. Verse 27, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. So, yeah, that's kind of straightforward, right? You don't want to be lazy. I think, you know, there is, there's the day of rest of so Sundays and or whatever day that you can take your Sabbath from work. I think having that one day a week where you're just chilling and being still is okay. But overall, there's this woman is not lazy. She has her hands in a lot of things. And everything might not be perfect, but she is trying to give her best every day. And that's what, you know, Micah 6, 8, what does the Lord require? Uh, what does the Lord require of you? To walk humbly and just and to fear the Lord. So walk humbly and do the best that you can and do everything in honor and love and reverence of the Lord, right? Verse 28, her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in all the world, but you surpass them all. So her family recognizes what she does. And I think even if your family, um, whether you have kids and a husband, whether it's your parents, your siblings, even if they are not recognizing that, even though you really hope that they do, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing it for the Lord. You're not doing it for other people. You're doing it to bless the Lord, to honor him, to be loving towards what he would ask. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. So I love this one because there's a lot of people, and I think, if especially if you grow up and how do I put that like in, without sounding like almost Janice-ian but <laughs> a low-key Janice-ian if you grow up and perhaps in high school you were not the most popular perhaps you weren't even popular at all perhaps you were not even yeah um there's that kind of you, you didn't have that charm that everyone else seemed to have or certain girls seem to have and, and you just found yourself you know, at prom alone, staring at the couple's dance, and you think, God, if I was only charming, and I had that kind of pixie dust that seems to just come off these girls, and you feel sad and ashamed, like you're not good enough, but I think there's something to be said that charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, so those, those that charm, and even those looks, those things don't last, and that's not to speak anything against anyone who has those things, but but that's not what lasts forever. And I was reading in 1 Corinthians 3.13 this week about um, the fires of the Lord and how fires will be sent to refine and determine the things that we do, you know, the purity and the fruit and the, you know, at the end of the works that we do. And, and so if it survives the fire, that is honoring and beautiful from the Lord. And I think that's what this is saying that the one who is pursuing the Lord, the one that knows her worth in God, that's what matters. A woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. And at the end of the day, it's what God thinks of us that matters. And I love, I don't know if you guys have watched the Agent Carter show. I didn't watch it when it was on TV, but I watched it after Endgame. I got a little obsessed with 
the whole Captain America thing again. Um, just because I love that storyline, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything now. I mean, just that ending was, gosh, I, I don't know. There's very few things that have <laughs> uh, made me weep happy tears than that ending. But I love how in the Agent Carter show, Peggy says, I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. And so I think being a Proverbs 31 woman is knowing your own value and not really caring what the the rest of the world's going to think. Because at the end of the day, it's what God thinks of you and it's what you think of you. And so I think aligning with the Lord and asking him to help you see your own value and worth in him and then in yourself, that's what really matters. And I think that the end of it, of all of this Proverbs 31, looking at it, rejoice in the future to come because he holds the future. Believe and trust in him. And in all the things that you are doing and pursuing, do it for the utmost glory of him. And let your worth be defined through who he says he is and through who he says you are. And that fruit is going to prove through the fires and through the seasons and the droughts, that fruit will be good and beneficial and lovely So thank you for listening for these past few weeks on this whole series. It's been really fun to go through and dig up some of the blog posts from 2017 that were written and to go through that. Um, Again, please continue on with um, giving feedback and stuff on Instagram and connecting with us. It was such such an honor and blessing to meet with you guys, um, a few of you guys at the Redemption Books thing. So keep posted with all of it. Um, More fun things to come in the fall. So we're going to be talking about seasons changing, and we're going to have some cool interviews and uh, lots of lifestyle stuff. So may God be with you this week.